Welcome back to this week's episode of Behind the Baron. I'm your host, Rip Ripley. Here, as always, my co-host, Tom O'Hare. How are we doing, Coach? Doing good. Uh, final regular season football game tonight. Mm-hmm. Feels like it outside. Your volleyball season ended in the state playoffs on Saturday. I'm sure we'll yes, talk sir. about that. And we do have a big cross-country race going on tomorrow. And then next week... We got a guy a lot of people heard of, Tim Tebow, coming to campus. That's so, right. A few things to talk about. <clears throat> yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. We're going to jump right in and, and kind of first talk about varsity football, talk about last week's game. You know, we were at the state volleyball tournament. We were we were listening in, though. We were listening right. on the radio. I know uh, Sullivan Jarecki and I both had it on our phones listening separately. But um, I think there was somebody live streaming the game, too, apparently. Um, <clears throat> one of these, uh, like a social media guy was here watching, so they yeah. were watching on his live stream or something, but um seemed like a, a great night for the Barons. It was a good night, came out and took control. I thought something important about the game, about the team, we're up 14 to nothing and seem to have everything under control. We're headed down, looks like we're going to go up 21 to nothing. And then Clark, I'll talk about Clark in a second, <laughs> he gets hit when he throws the ball and their big number 44 uh, Belk, the brother of the mm-hmm. court, he de- gets it and he runs back for a touchdown. And just like that, it's 14 to 6. And just when we thought it was about to be 21 to nothing. And I know there are some teams <clears throat> that when something like that happens, in their back of their mind is, oh no, here we go again. Yeah. Now that's the first step in us losing. But I thought they showed, you know, they call it mental toughness. Yeah. But I don't think they didn't flinch. Mm-hmm. You know, the guys got the ball back. Clark put that behind them and went right down and scored that touchdown, you know, to put the game away. So, I, to me, that was the big part. A winner's mentality has developed on that football team. Absolutely. No, I agree. I think that, like you said, <laughs> that can easily happen where, you know, you have that. We saw it happen in, in our favor over at Florence Christian pretty much. Right. You know what I mean? Where that momentum, that momentum is such a big, big swing, such a big factor of the game. And to see us be able to – not only, you know, get over that mistake, but then put a good drive together to put the game away. It's really important. And against a good team, a quality right. 4A opponent. You know, we talked about that a little bit last week, you know, kind of, as they say, punching up, you know, going up a level. Um, you know, we'd, we'd had some rough games er- earlier in the season against those teams. But, um, you know, being able to go up and beat a, a Heathwood Hall team that's in the mix in the middle of the pack there in 4A is, is really exciting. Yeah, that's the first thing we thought about on the broadcast. I hope this isn't the play that turns the game around mm-hmm. like it happened to Florence Christian. But, no, our guys didn't flinch, and great defensive effort. I was co- I was joking with Coach Wilson. And I said, you can you can claim a shutout because the defense yeah. didn't get – you know, because no, okay. can't, can't do that's that. Second, that's the second I time said, this year, too. Thomas Sumter was the other one. You remember well, Thomas Sumter had right. pick six. Yeah. Well, I, I, I said, look, if I'm the coach, that's a shutout. That's a, I don't right. care what anybody That's a rock with an asterisk that's on right. it or something like that. No there. asterisk. They didn't no. score on my defense. <laughs> Um, well, now we get to kind of change gears. And, you know, a couple of weeks ago we talked about uh, a first, first playing Florence Christian. We have another first this Friday night uh, heading down to, I believe it's Hardyville. It is Hardyville. Hardyville is where the, the stadium is. Uh, they play at a, a, a rec center, um, but a very nice one. That's turf field, very, very, very nice facility. Uh, off campus, though, so those traveling to the game, make sure go to Wilson Hall's social media. We have it posted uh, on there where – uh, the game is being held. Uh, the game time is 7 o'clock, so a little bit earlier down there. Right. Uh, that seems to be kind of a common theme down on Hilton. I know Hilton Head Prep and Hilton Head Christian mm-hmm. also play at 7 o'clock. Um, at Hilton Head Christian, excuse me, Hilton Head Prep, they play at like 4 o'clock. Yeah, actually. they don't have lights. They don't have lights. So, right. uh, but, yeah, the, the, that area plays at 7, so make sure you're there on time. 
you know, pretty easy drive actually. Just kind of shoot uh, down, easy shoot down ninety five. It's, it's not as as long even as I thought it was. I was thinking, man, this is going to be a right. you know, you hear Hilton Head, Savannah area. Right. It's like, man, here we go. But but not too bad. So looking forward to it. You know, back in my motorcycle days, I used to take the the back roads down to Savannah. And Hardyville literally is right off 95. Yeah. I know exactly where that field is. Uh, and you're right. You get on 95 like most of us probably get on at Somerton. Mm-hmm. This is not like going to Augusta Christian. Yeah. This is not like going to the beach. I mean, don't break the speed limit. But, <laughs> but if you leave Sumter yeah. at 430, you will be there by 615 probably. Yeah. Sure. So, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I'm actually going to go down a little bit early, maybe stroll around Savannah, which mm-hmm. is right across the river, and just check out some things for fun. And yeah. But like you said, New something new, something mm-hmm. we've never done around here, and I don't think Coach Drecke cares about any of that stuff. He, no. <laughs> he and his guys are just worried about the football game, which, which promises to be an interesting one against yeah. I think a three and five team. I've mm-hmm. seen some of their <clears throat> some of their film, and uh, you know, it, it, to me, it's almost like Heathwood Hall when they came here last week. They didn't seem as a pumped up. Yeah, you know, it wasn't a region game. It was yeah. late in the year. And I, I think I might be wrong. You may know this better than me, but we've kind of locked up second place. I think so. And so, our guys are smart enough to know that. Yeah. And but but you don't want to lose the momentum. We want well, to keep things. And, going. and another interesting wrinkle here, and this always seems to happen at the end of year sometimes, but. You know, depending on how this game goes, I mean, there's a chance we could play them again next week right. at our place. And so, you know, you really don't want to give up that momentum, give them that confidence right. so they can play with you when the next week, you know, I remember when I was in Orangeburg, we had that happen a few years in a row where we play a team last game of the season, beat them, turn around, but it was like a close game that mm-hmm. shouldn't be that close, turn around the next week and play them again and lose first round of the playoffs. So that certainly isn't, you know, you don't want to give them that confidence. I think we want to go down, make a statement, make them think, man, we do not want to make that drive to Sumter next week if that's who we end up playing. Yeah, I, know, I but. totally agree and have that whole mentality in the back of their mind and practice that week. Yeah. Oh, man, we got to play those Oh, guys man, that again. guy that guy hit me pretty hard yeah, or that yeah. guy burned by me or whatever it was. You definitely want to keep that. So uh, definitely, like I said, if you can't make it tonight, tune in WDXY. Coach O'Hare and I will be on the call um, at 7 o'clock. Coverage will start at 6.30. Is 6.30. That We're going to start at 6.30. We'll start at 6.30. I want to I thank everybody, Coach Ripley and others, who corrected me. I think I was calling Clark Kenny William uh, for about the whole first half. Yeah, pretty much. And uh, <laughs> that, that's okay because I probably called William Andrew half the time yeah. he was playing. But I saw their daddy, Mr. Byron, over at the Y um, another day or two. And I told him, I said, you know, your son has, has a new nickname. And he's kind of looking like, yes, quick kick Kenny. Yeah. <laughs> because uh, we executed what I, well, one of my favorite plays in football, and I think most underused play, the quick kick. Yep. We punted it away on third down to perfection, downed it at the nine, pinned them in. And, and Clark, almost mm-hmm. said William, Clark was the one who took the snap and pooched it down. Now, I talked to Coach Jarecki about that a little bit. Did, right. did you talk to him after the game about that at all? Not specifically so, that. So the reason was – the play before, I believe, it was Owen's helmet had come off, so he had to come off the field. Oh. Owen is our long snapper. Yeah, and so, so kind of even more impressive on the fly. Right. He's like, all right, this. I mean, this is the thing. Like people don't understand that kids, and it's really hard with kids. I understand that sometimes, but you have to practice these special situations right. Right. because you never know when you're going to need them. And, and we may have gone all season and never used the quick right. kick, but. In that moment, you know, Coach Recky, you know, obviously rightfully so, playing on ahead thinking, man, you never know if we right. get a situation where, you know, and, and last week that 
situation arose because because Owen with the with the Federation rules had to come off the field for a play, and we you know instead of putting a backup long snapper in there, which could be dangerous, yes. he just said let's just go normal formation, boom, catch it, let Clark kick it away, and uh, and it worked out pretty well. I didn't know about all that, yeah. and probably people come to practice. I think this is true in basketball too, and they see teams almost every week going through situations mm-hmm. like this, like, okay, we need a field goal. We don't have timeouts. Rush to people yeah, yeah. on. You know, maybe an onside kick or a free kick. And say, why do they practice that? You never see it. Well, yep. eventually you, never you will see it. You never it. know when you're going to need it. And the good right. teams have mm-hmm. practiced it and are ready. And are ready for it. Absolutely. For so, it. Um, so, yeah, like I said, tune in tonight uh, if you can. Yeah, last week I – I, I knew Mr. Caruth was running late, which I'm I'm hoping I'll be there on time tonight. I am bringing the cheerleaders again, so we'll be kind of a little close. Coach Raham, I had the pregame by himself, but um, you know, Mr. Caruth's come back to this great trip, right? And so you know, I'm listening. I hear William, William going. So I text Coach O'Hare. Of course, you're not checking your phone. I know that. So I text Mr. Coach Morrison. He's in the press <laughs> box. He didn't answer his phone. I texted Coach Tally. I texted. Coach, I'm like, will someone please go remind Coach O'Hare that Clark Kenny's playing quarterback? And of course, no one responded until like halftime. And then I got a text back. You know. I think it was we Blaine, got it. I think it was Blaine, Blaine Russell. Russell. I did Blaine Russell. Yeah, I did, I did everybody. You know, and I'm like, somebody please go tell me this. Is and um, well, you know, anyway. it, for for a high school quarterback and for a Wilson off quarterback, being misidentified as William McKinney oh, yeah. is not the worst. Much thing worse thing you could call, for sure. To you. For sure. So, like I said, tune in tonight and, and, and check us out if you can't make it or make the like Coach O'Hare said, not too tough drive uh, down to see the boys play. Uh, down at John Paul Two, I think it's John just John Paul Two. Paul II, yeah, uh, down there in Hardyville. Uh, changing gears real quick, we're going to preview real quick the cross country meet this weekend. Right. Uh, so state cross country is at Heathwood Hall tomorrow morning. They four A's are the first team off, first group off, I should say. Um, I believe they start running around nine a.m. If I'm not mistaken, girls first, followed by boys. And I uh, talked with Coach Schwartz earlier this week, so definitely flip back. It's a little a, a mini podcast, about ten minutes long just talking about their team and their season and, and all that they're going through. Um, and an exci- a lot of exciting things going on. We've had a school record. We've had an almost school record on the girls' side. Uh, we got two girls sub-20 right now. Um, just some really exciting times for Wilson all across country. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of questions, uh, you know, just how well can Connor run tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I mean, we know he's going to run well. But he just, you know. Now, I th- I th- he does go into that race as the favorite to win the overall, but he's got to go out and do it. Got to do it, yeah. But, but I think everything seems to be pointing towards mm-hmm. his best race of the year. And so I'm still, I'm still thinking he could run with the weather and everything under 1550, but we'll see. You know, I think the main thing is he, everybody else comes behind him. I, Correct. And by the way, I gave him expert coaching advice i saw him earlier this morning he was walking by so i know he's going to win now because i said run fast that's, that's because, all you need to know he didn't at know this that point, so, yeah. at this point what else can a coach say yeah. to a guy like that sure but so many how well can the young girls do can a couple of them squeeze into that all state mm-hmm. category and we certainly have a couple right there yeah. on on the edge of that how well can they do as a team Yep. You know, uh, because they have a couple of quality seniors and a couple of quality runners. Mm-hmm. And, and, and then the young boys I'm interested to see in, in, uh, how they run in their first state meet. Yeah. Always had a little bit of trouble with the really young ones at yeah. the state meet. Sometimes they, they either get overwhelmed or they get a little bit too ambitious sure. early in the race. Sure. But, but our young guys seem to be figuring it out. Yeah. 
uh, so far this year. So Absolutely. a lot of things to see how we do tomorrow. And, and I think that with these young guys, too, we have run a little bit busier season this year, and they've run some of these Saturday meets. I think right. that's in the past has been part of it, too, is you go all year running Wednesday, 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 right. Wednesday. Maybe you throw in an elite day Saturday where maybe only your top few runners mm-hmm. go. Well, well the, the culture of cross-country is changing. There's more of those Saturday meets. And so – they do have a little more experience, I think, at mm-hmm. some of those bigger. I mean, because even the Skyhawk Invitational might be bigger than state as far as the right. number of teams, because uh, state breaks it down by classification, whereas um, you know the Skyhawk doesn't. Um, you've got you know coaches classic. You've got I mean, there's some big big events that they have attended on Saturday mornings, which gets you in that routine and helps you understand kind of how to do some of that. So um, definitely looking forward to that. Looking forward to those younger uh, – talk about Jordan Thornton and Bailey McInerney on the on the girls' side, two seniors that are both kind of kind of yin and yanging a little bit yes. throughout the season on who's going to win this race. Who's They're pushing each other great. They're also – you know, I thought one of the best moments of the region meet uh, a couple weeks ago was – I think I mentioned this last time, but but seeing them push each other all on the course. But then once the race is over, you know, I mean, they instantly found each other and embraced. Congratulations, congratulations, yeah. both ways. You know, and it was a genuine – it wasn't just like, ah, good job. You know, you beat me this time. But it was a, a true excitement because they know what each other's trying to do. Right. And so – so that was that was a pretty pretty cool scene as well. Um, but then also the you talk about the younger, the the really younger, the middle school group, right? The middle school boys of, of Abel and Calder. Mm-hmm. You got those middle school girls with young Emmy Williamson, a sixth grader, Bailey Fleming, a seventh grader, um, and then you've got some some freshmen and sophomores in there as well. Um, it, with some experience, people like Abby Bradley, Junior, Allery Fiddler, uh, Connery as well, Caroline Mormon, a middle schooler, going out there and running. Um, so it should be an exciting day. We will be trying to. Update, post updates as we go throughout the day. So so tune into Wilson Hall's Twitter. Uh, and as soon as I get the results, I will be posting them out uh, on our social media. So hoping to have some good success there. And look 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 for our other junior and senior <clears throat> boys running, because uh, especially senior boys, mm-hmm. your last meet mm-hmm. I, I, you know, is usually there's something about this is it for me. Yeah. And, and you go above and beyond what you think mm-hmm. is your capability. Sure. So, so we'll see how that goes as well. Absolutely. And then uh, really the last couple of things we want to talk about, talk about volleyball season a little bit. Um, volleyball wrapped up this past, se- the past weekend uh, at the state tournament, finishing uh, in the state semifinals. Uh, we won on Friday, beating First Baptist. We got to Saturday. Uh, lost a match to Porter Gow, but but competed uh, you know pretty well. We we as weird as it says, we kind of <clears throat> almost wish we had that one back a little bit because we really we came out a little nervous, a little bit yeah. a little bit amped up. Lost that first set, but then second set, I mean, had a lead late, and, and they came back like good teams do when they took it from us. But um, you know that was a good spot. It's kind of that next step in the evolution for us of games. You know, it used to be we get to that Saturday morning game against a Porter Ashley Hall Carnu. It's like whoof. Let's get this over with. Let's right. let them let them beat us. Let's move on. But but really able to compete, able to turn around and beat a Hammond team that was really hot this weekend. Knocked off a couple teams um, to advance the state semifinals. From what we can tell for the first time, I've talked with Coach Alexander and Coach Edmondson, who have both previously coached volleyball here. And from what they have told me, probably likely the first time we made that Final Four, uh, which is which is exciting. Uh, and then and then ran into Carter Newman, who who I refer to as kind of a buzzsaw uh, yeah. because they were. I mean, they they are another level. They won the championship match against Porter Gowd. Uh, I think it was 25-15, 25-13. I mean, it was pretty pretty convincingly. So they're they're a strong team. Well, I I get I got to come <clears throat> down Saturday and watch y'all, and and there a couple things struck me. Your your second match. I, I thought y'all were just to use the word nervous mm-hmm. in the first early against Porter Gal because I I sensed they thought you know we can beat this team, we can do something, yeah. you know that might put us in position to get to the final match. So I, and, and I thought they were a little bit nervous, but then calmed down like you yep. said. And I thought 
had a lead kind of late in the second game. But I give Porter Gow credit, and you would know as well as anyone, there is a tradition of volleyball there that goes back decades. Mm-hmm. And their girls, because their uniform says Porter Gow, they expect to win. Yep. They did not buckle mentally. Yep. I, I, I thought they were at a point where, you know, hey, there's kind of doubts has, oh, for has sure. creeped into these girls. And they're going to think, my God, we're going to lose, and everybody expects us to win. But I give credit to Porter Gow mm-hmm. and their tradition. And like you said, you're trying to build something like that here. It takes time. Sure. Now, but what impressed me about your team was the way you played the next match. Mm-hmm. Two things. You knew who you waited, who was waiting for you, Cardinal yeah. Newman. And they're more than a buzz, so I'll use yeah. the word. <laughs> they are unbeatable. Yeah. I mean, as they proved. Yeah. You know, I'm sure no one who coached the sport would say, oh, no one's going to beat them. Nobody's going to beat Cardinal Newman yeah. this year with the collection of talent they had. But your girls went out against Hammond and showed that winning is important mm-hmm. now. And, and they played very, very mm-hmm. strong games, beat them in two mm-hmm. games right away. Mm-hmm. I was worried about you all against Hammond because, like you said, a lot of times after a disappointing loss at the state tournament there, and you know that you can only go Most so time, yeah. far. Yeah. But no, I, I was impressed by the way you bought, battled back against Hammond. And, you know, and then you had moments against Cardinal Newman mm-hmm. where, you know, you were doing good things yeah. against them. <clears throat> Boy, they had these girls at the front of the net, not yeah. just one, about five. They could jump like Michael Jordan yeah. and slam <laughs> it down like Shaquille O'Neal. Yeah. And I don't know what you do. I mean, yeah. in some ways, it reminded me of like a Hammond football team mm-hmm. yep. or some of these basketball teams yeah. that have been collected through the years where, as a coach, you never dare say, oh, we can never beat those guys. But if you're being honest about it, and yeah, gonna, and nobody's gonna and nobody did this year. Yeah, team. nobody this year for sure. I think you know, sitting out as a coach, you know, we we've been in that spot. I think this this is my eighth year. We were trying to think back. I think that's the fourth time we've made it a Saturday with no losses. Got into that Porter Gout game. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Previous four times, every time we had lost that game, and then we had lost the next game. Right. We lost right. to hey, the first year it was a Thomas Sumner team that was very good, but they they we beaten them early in the year, and then they mm-hmm. beat us the state. Then it was a first Baptist seed. Then it was a I think Florence it was a, Christian. Ben Lippin last year it was Florence Christian, yeah. and so you know quality teams. Like we said at that point, you're playing good teams. You're not gonna have a cupcake. But teams that we felt we could beat, teams we felt we could play with, but we did it. We couldn't. We couldn't mentally bounce back, and so we did have a moment between the games, uh, between Portia and Hamlet. We really came together to. I mean, look, this is you know we we actually don't talk a ton with volleyball on end of the season results mm-hmm. per se. State tournament results. Our, our focus all year is get to state, get right. to state, put ourselves in position to make a run at state. And really, the only time we talked about state was. You know, when we won the region, we talked about the importance of winning the region as it as it relates to the state seedings. And then the games with Ben Lippin, we beat Ben Lippin early in the year in a tournament day. And I, I told her, like, hey, that's a that's a big win. Ben Lippin, the other semifinal team that lost to Porter Gow to go to mm-hmm. the finals. So, I mean, that was a big – and then when we lost to Ben Lippin, I was like, mm, that one might have hurt us. You know, and I'm, I'm very honest with them. But we don't – I'm not going to sit here in August and say we're playing – that's our goal. That's our right. number one goal. There's a lot of goals along the way. And so – we didn't talk about Tom, but when we got there this weekend, we talked about the importance of trying to make that semifinal and trying to go further than we'd gone before, trying to bounce back. And so we kind of revisited that conversation after Porter Gow, and I thought we did a good job of, of bouncing back there. You know, and I slipped over waiting on your game, was watching uh, um, Porter Gow's next match to get mm-hmm. to the finals against <clears throat> Ben Lippin, mm-hmm. which meant had you been able to sneak by yeah, yeah, Porter yeah. Gow, you just faced yeah, Ben the, Lippin. Yeah. Uh, ben Lippin gave – Poor oh, yeah. fit, oh, took absolutely. him to three took games. Three. Yep. But the other part of me was, you know, the momentum. 
I really think our girls would have beat Ben mm-hmm. Lippin too. Yeah, but that's part of the cruelty of the coaching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, oh, know. for sure. But um, but, but yeah. and I think dude, the second set against Portugal, you know, and I give Megan credit, their coach, but she came up at the end, and you know, we her and I have a good relationship. We talked beforehand, but you know, after the game, she walked up, and 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 I took it for what it was. But she said, I mean, you had us, you had us nervous. Yeah, you had us nervous. Yeah. And, and as a coach, we know what that means. It wasn't a, you know, we beat you. It was it was a genuine like. It's a compliment. Congratulations. It's a compliment. Yeah, you know, yeah. good job. Your girls play well. I mean, you all played good enough to have to make us. Right. You know, and I'll say this too, you know, there's talk on a volleyball court sometimes. In the past, we'd play that Porter guy, that Carter Newman. You know, we're talking about, hey, where's the setter? Hey, setter's up, setter's back. Hey, 10, 10's outside, 14's up, 14. You know, teams weren't really doing that against us. This year they were, you know, mm-hmm. th- which, which again lets us know that we were kind of on that radar a little bit. They at least yeah. had to be like, okay, Let's figure out who we got here. Let's fit, you know, kind of stuff like that, which which is a good step. Um, volleyball will kind of officially wrap up tomorrow. Uh, we're hosting the skis and North South All Star Games here at Wilson Hall. We have five girls who are competing. Um, who is Maggie Norris, Raleigh Bath, Aubrey Payne, Sarah Sontag, and Campbell Ballman. Um, they all five, as well as Sullivan Jarecki, were recognized as all-region players this year. Uh, Aubrey Payne was actually recognized as all-region player of the year this year, um, which which was a tough one because we had, you know, a lot of girls that were right. kind of fighting each right. other for it a little bit. But, um, you know, but Aubrey, I mean, led our team in kills, led our team in serve-receive, um, going – showing a lot of maturity and a lot of things that she's going through right now on and off the court and, and really, really came through and was a big part of what we did. So really excited for her. I, I probably saw in total, I don't know, somewhere 10 to 15 sets is mm-hmm. that of your volleyball team, maybe more. Everyone had a different who the best player was. Yeah. You know, so yeah. that's you're talking about. Yeah. But, uh, um, but yeah, so those five girls. How many of those were seniors? Uh, two. Okay. Sarah and Campbell. So our our, our – our J4L, Juniors for Life, is what uh, the, the four juniors, because there's four of them, Riley, Sully, Maggie, and Aubrey would tell that all year. We talk about junior team over here, like juniors for life, you know, speed stuff. But those will be our four seniors next year. Um, and all four of them did make all region, and three of them will be playing tomorrow, which is exciting. Um, and, and we'll kind of be back to lead this program again next year. But, um, yeah, it's kind of a cool event. So kind of different than other all-star games. Usually, as you know from basketball, you know, 4A North plays 4A South in a game, right, quarter's right. done. Well, volleyball is a little bit different because – you play a three out of five match. Well, what do you do with that? Say the North team's better than the South. You win 3-0, you go home after three. Well, that lets some people not really play very much. And then some years we look at, hey, let's play five sets no matter what. No matter what. Well, then you got a team beating a team down for five sets. Right. Well, that's not very fun either. So what we've done is we've created, and it'll be a little different this year with the four classifications, but we do a round-robin tournament, basically, where each team plays a set against every other team. Awesome. And so so it's a little different this year, so you don't play every other team. But basically this year, the 3A and 4A teams will all play each other for one set, and then each one will play one 2A team and one 1A team. So it's kind of a cool experience where yeah. you've got those girls that are a 1A school, but, man, I get to go up and play Carter Newman and Porter Gap. I you know, I mean, 1A, 2A schools. Yeah, like they, they love it. And, yeah. and to be honest, over the years, I think you know the, the, the 3A, which was the highest before, had always – had won it or been a tie of it, but every year, like the two A North team, which is Spartanburg Christian, Spartanburg mm-hmm. Day, Shannon Forest, they all they like come up and, and take a set from the four A teams, you know, or, or maybe even tie for first. And it, it's just kind of a cool, mm-hmm. different experience for all stars. Uh, the kids really love it. You play a bunch of different people, uh, but we've done that the past few years. That will start at ten o'clock on Saturday um, here at Wilson Hall. Go till about probably about one one thirty, um, and then we'll be out of here. So definitely, if you're around, tune into that. And then one last thing we want to touch on real quick, and, and want to get your thoughts on is the Wilson Hall Mission Series, which is right. next Thursday. Tim Tebow, obviously big name, coming to town here to Wilson Hall um, to give his 
his speech. His speech will be at one thirty. I believe gates open at twelve thirty. Mm-hmm. Um, just kind of want to talk about that a little bit and kind of get your thoughts on it. Uh, you better get here early. Yeah. <laughs> I was just talking with somebody. You know, we have these every year, and and sometimes you may know this speaker mm-hmm. if you are part of the, a faith-based group sure. that follows him. Uh, but when Coach Herman Boone from Remember mm-hmm. the Titans, uh, he was a sports figure. Yeah. That was when we had the most people. Yeah. Everybody knows Tim Tebow. Sure. Probably not only around the sump yeah. area, but around the globe. Yeah. So I got a feeling this boy, I hope the place is going to be packed. I can't imagine it won't be. So get here early, mm-hmm. um, you know, and it's uh, – he, he's lived a, a fascinating life. Yep. Not, not only is a great football player, uh, but, you know, in the way that he has served mm-hmm. mankind. And Absolutely. Interested to see. What I'm curious about is what exactly is going to be his focus here. I mean, yeah. you know, he's talking students. Sure. So is it going to be, you know, to young people or is it – I don't know. So yeah. so the, who knows what it's going to be sure. like. But, no, it, it'll be very interesting and obviously is <clears throat> the coaches and athletes, you know, we're excited, you know, to right. see someone that – you know, and nothing against other mission speakers who haven't been the athletes. But that always kind of, like you say, resonates a little bit better, mm-hmm. especially with the younger kids where they, they not only know them. Now, we say we know them. <clears throat> the middle schoolers kind of don't, is which is crazy. Right? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> we were talking. Uh, I guess because he never had a he big wasn't, NFL yeah, yeah, yeah. career. Yeah. And so we uh, you know, we were talking to one teacher the other day. We were talking her middle school class, and she was, like, kind of having to educate them on exactly who Tim Tebow was, which was crazy to me. Uh, but, I mean, they're 10 years old. I mean, he right. hasn't he's not okay. lead that long. So, I mean, you know, I remember very vividly because I'm a Carolina fan. I, mean, I remember playing against him when he was mm-hmm. in Florida and, and hating him but respecting and loving him at the same time. And I love what he stood for. I love what he did. <clears throat> but but obviously he beat us, so that wasn't very fun. Right. Uh, but and then following his NFL career, where personally I think he he didn't get a fair shot fully because uh, the dude won, and and that's right. at the end of the day, it's hard to 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 quantify being able to win, and that's what he's done, you know, throughout his career. And so, uh, but then also off the court, all the things he does with the Tim Tebow Foundation, um, obviously growing up the, the child of missionaries, and, and it's a lot that goes on into that. We actually did a study when I was a few years ago. I had a group of of guys that. Uh, we did kind of a Bible study here at school. We met across the hall from you when I was across the hall from you. But it was guy, Grant Van Patten and Miller Jones right. and Caleb Porter and, and kind of that group of guys. <clears throat> and we did a Tim Tebow series one time. We kind of went through because I was trying to find stuff again that they would kind of mm-hmm. enjoy, relate you know, relate to, enjoy. You know, I could we could dive into the book of Philippians, but that really wasn't what they were looking right. for. But if Tim Tebow led us to the book of Philippians, it was far more interesting than Coach Ripley doing it. Um, and so, we, you know, we did one on, on that. So I'm interested, too, like kind of what direction. And, and how much does the school help with that? You know, like mm-hmm. do they kind of say, hey, we'd love to hear you talk about blank? You know, I, I don't know. I, I, my guess is – he gets to talk about what – I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> you know. We'll find out. We'll find out on, on Thursday. So, yeah, definitely get here. Like I said, be here at 1230 when those doors open because we are expecting a crowd. I know we've got a few schools that have already you know, said they're bringing some kids over kind of on a field trip during the day. Um, unlike previous years, it's just the one time. It's not right. the morning and evening. It's just the – or afternoon and evening. It's just the afternoon session. Um, he will get to spend time with our seniors, which is pretty cool. Um, he'll, he'll still get that experience where he'll go and meet with them a little bit before – excuse me, before he comes in uh, to the main assembly. So that's always a pretty cool, unique thing that, that we do here at Wilson Hall with those speakers. Um, now, this is Thursday, right? <clears throat> this is Thursday, yes, sir. Any chance we could talk him to hanging around one more day and, and run the option for yeah. us Friday night in our first upcoming you know, playoff game? I think that might throw a red flag out there when they you see – uh, I don't know, that guy from yeah. PD was about the <laughs> yeah, same true. size. Yeah, it's true. He was about the same size. 
they see him come with that lefty throw, it might be a little more obvious. Um, but yeah, no, it, uh, but it's going to be an exciting experience, and we're looking forward to it. Um, but we're going to wrap up here. We actually got a pretty, pretty busy day here over at Wilson Hall, so we're going to get rolling. We got a big uh, trip down to John Paul II tonight. 6.30 like, 6.30 tonight, 30s, on the air. Broadcast starts on WDXY. Uh, game starts at 7 for the kickoff. Tune in to Coach O'Hare and I there. And uh, until next week, uh, we will see you later.